It's that episode, not that episode. It's that episode. With Craig Rowe. It's that episode of the podcast where I, Craig Rowan, invite a guest over to my apartment. We watch any TV show that they choose. We watch it. We talk about it. We talk about a bunch of other crap. Today, my guest is the very funny Vanessa Ramos, who is a writer for both Border Town and Superstore, which you can watch on television. Yes, you can watch. Thank you for having me. You can watch um, Border Town on Fox starting in January and Superstore on NBC starting the day after in January. Whoa, so you're like... um you're like a two for Tuesday, but on different days. Yeah, but Monday, well, Sunday, Monday. I should know when my shows air. But yeah, I want to say Sunday, Monday. That sounds right. Um, and it's like you're having twins. Kind of. Except I'm barren in real life. Right, exactly. Well, yeah. That's the only difference, is that in the metaphor, you're, you're still barren. Welcome. Um, <laughs> the face you made. Thanks so much for coming over. Um, we're going to watch some TV together today. And I'm excited for what you chose. Why don't you say what what television show you chose and why you chose? Okay. Um, so I it. chose Law and Order SVU because I'm genuinely like a big fan of it. I've seen like every episode, and not this is like before I had like Hulu. Um, I would just watch it on USA and every it's like on seven channels a million times a day. And they're like judging by the I think there are at least 17 seasons. Yes. Of SVU alone. There's also Criminal Intent and there's a regular Law and Order which started in 1990 and those all like re-air. Like it's whenever you're a kid and like Saved by the Bell would be on six times a day. Like it's that but for creepy adults. Yeah. And and the whole thing with Law and Order and SVU is special victims, so it deals deals with sort of more, I guess, sex sexually crime-y. based offenses is how it's described in the opening. And it, it, most of these are, or all of them, the whole thing with Law and Order is supposed to be that it's ripped from the headlines. That was actually a later on development. Oh, really? I believe so. I think they started off and it was just like, you know, sex crimes unit, and it was like had to deal with usually someone murdering a prostitute. Right. Um, but as it went on, I think they figured like, oh, you know, we can just kind of like dark shit's happening in the world. Right. We can kind of use that as inspiration. And then they started like having to put the disclaimer like South Park puts at the beginning, uh-huh. but it was like, uh, this isn't based on anything real. But then they'll like loosely change the names of the characters to where, I mean, the episode we'll talk about, of course, but uh, I picked is the one that's based on like the Chris Brown Rihanna thing. Right. But they changed, I think his name in it is like Caleb Bryant. Like it's like they originally pitched uh, brisk crown and right, they're right, like right. okay guys like we can't do that and they're like Caleb, I, I've never met a black man named Caleb maybe they exist I don't know well also it's like just to be safe with the audience they're like um, we have to keep the initials yes. just so no what's Rihanna's name in it I don't remember do you watch Empire of course well, I watch because um, Tiana like, yeah Tiana is just like the best um, like it's, it's supposed to be Rihanna you know yes. like it's just the best change of a name ever yes I, I respect that no as do i and i feel like i would remember it if it was tiana because i'd appreciate the just the baldness of it <laughs> but yeah. um so why um and the episode is called funny valentine i think it's season 14 episode 16 sounds correct um you must know chronologically every single episode now. Um, <laughs> what? Um, so why? Why the Chris Brown episode? Why this one? Because Out of any at seventeen seasons, this is the episode that you chose. So I think this one is the closest to like it's kind of the best version of Rip from the Headlines they've done. They take some liberties, 
but it's like they did one, um, I think it was last season, that was supposed to be like a take on what happened with Casey Kasem, and it was starring like Marsha Cross, but they added all these weird layers. Oh, because of- there was weird like legal stuff with his family yes. before he died with him being sick and who where he was, and right? Was yeah, like and that? like if his current wife was allowing the kids to, like if it was doing stuff in his best interest, but they took a bunch of like weird liberties with like she jerked him off in death to have his baby and his pregnant, like they added a Maury element to it. <laughs> right, right, right. Because um, Casey Kasem just isn't that exciting. <laughs> he really isn't. Um, wasn't R.I.P. Casey R.I.P. Kasem. Of course, Casey Kasem gave us one of the best pieces of radio. I don't know if it aired or not, but have you think, heard the thing with the um, dedication to a, a dog that died? And he's like, he has like, like, it's this like on YouTube, you can find, I forget exactly what it is, but something like he goes from a very peppy intro from outro from another song directly into a dedication about a dead dog. (laughs) And he's very upset at how the juxtaposition, like, he's like, you can't, you know, and he's yelling, but it's always in Casey Kasem voice. So it's very, it's very smooth. It's very smooth. It's a smooth yell. Shit, I'll have to hear that. That sounds amazing. We can check it out. But yeah, so this one, like, again, they take some liberties, but it's still closer to what uh, allegedly, but pretty much kind of happened. But did, see, I don't know what, like, legally anyone can ever say. Right. Now, I mean, I know what happened, just because I see it. But it was that Chris Brown. Mm-hmm. Why don't we, for somebody who would never know who Chris Brown or Rihanna is or what the situation is, why don't we just give the background? And by we, I mean you. Because well, yeah. <laughs> okay. So the way them. I remember it, I don't know the exact year, but like I think it was ago, 2009. I just okay. Googled them and then it was 2009. Because I was trying to figure out the timeline of when everything happened versus how quick the turnover was of the episode. Right, right, right. Um, but they were coming back, from the way I understand it, like the stories I'd read, is they were coming back from the Grammys. And I don't I maybe she checked his phone or maybe that's something Law and Order made up. But that like he, for whatever reason, got angry um, for just again, no. And there's never any like real reason, but got angry and violent and beat her mercilessly in what I think was like a yellow sports car. Yeah. Um, that makes it even worse. It's not, somehow, as if it's not bad it's enough. Exactly. Then it's a yellow sports car. I believe that. Yeah, that's God. for some reason sticks out in my head. So, um, yeah, and then I, uh, there were some very graphic pictures that were just awful. Yeah, that, those, it's, it's really depressing. And then I know also about, like, the fallout afterwards. Like, Chris, obviously people, like, hate Chris Brown, but then he's made, you know, public appearances or on, like, Good Morning America or some show. People, like, an interviewer tried to interview him, and, like, he, you know, like, like ruined his dressing room because he was so pissed off that he was like bombarded with these questions even though yeah he's He's acting like it's some like thing of like oh man people keep bringing up that like the incident like it's not a huge deal yeah no you shouldn't yeah have you should be in jail yeah like god and now before this all happened were you a, a rihanna fan were you a chris brown fan um always rihanna chris mm-hmm. brown I kind of had the thing. I was like, okay, like he's not a bad singer. He, you know, he can dance. Right. Well, and I think also, I don't know how old he was when all that happened, but he was still like on like, gotta be 18 or 19. Like he was still on the younger end of things. So it's just kind of like, okay, he's developing as an artist. And then he just graduated into a monster. Oh boy. What a, what a, that's what P. Diddy would call a bad boy for life. Well, yeah. 
That's what you know. It's, can't stop, won't stop, but should stop. Really, but should stop definitely. Yeah. And um, did you see this episode when it aired, or did you watch this in reruns? Or I've ha- seen it both ways. I've seen it the way Dick Wolf intended when it aired, <laughs> and then I've also uh, seen it um, just like on USA. And then now that I have like a Roku situation, I've seen it. Like I just put on Hulu and put all the seasons through, and I'm like, oh, this again. So we're going to watch this again together. I've never seen it. So this one might be your fourth or fifth time watching it. I'm going to say fourth. I just will tell you that I do know the song that the character sings at the beginning. And then they like they kind of tie it in. Um, and we'll talk about why the lyrics are weird. Okay. Afterwards. what's the, Give me a foreshadowing of what the, the song. I'd like to hear a little bit. Um, if you remember the lyrics or. I, did, it's, uh, I think the lyrics are. Um, I will stand tall through it all. You can count on me to be strong. Oh, that's great. Um, but yeah, and you'll see, like, things don't end the way that they did. Uh, yeah, it's weird. You'll, you'll just have to watch we'll, it. We'll watch it. So it's, uh, that doesn't sound like as good as a drip drop, drip drippity drop. Oh, it's clear. I mean, they don't have Timberland doing the... Yeah, Timberland's, Timberland's all over Empire. Yeah, making cameos this season. Like, it's just... Uh, I don't know, probably some NYU student that like has a background in like making beats on their computer. Yeah, they're like, um, I get my nephew goes to, goes, <laughs> I think he's in, in the music department and he maybe he'll make a beat for us. Yeah. And then Dick Wolf personally wrote that song. I hope. I hope so. Too. I don't know. We'll talk about Dick. I'm kind of obsessed with Dick Wolf as well. Like he's kind of. His like, name, first well, of all, yes, is on His name, but then sometimes he's been doing these things on like. USA where he presents he's like I'm Dick Wolf and oh, I present really? the Law and Order Marath- and he kind of talks like he has a Wolfman Jack Harvey Weinstein thing happening wow he seems like the type of person that is just a name that is like it's like how people say that Shakespeare is like a bunch of different people or whatever yeah. that Dick Wolf doesn't really <laughs> exist he's oh he just- exists and he is something to behold uh, that's great so we're gonna check out um, season 14 episode 16 of Law and Order Special Victims Unit and it's called Funny Valentine. I'm thinking for the tour, I could get some of them peep toe boots like Mary J. Rocked. Ain't nobody gonna be looking at your toes, girl. <laughs> Caleb, I can't leave you alone for five minutes without you getting trashy. Who you stepping to? You, with this beef cookie. <laughs> What did you say to me? Hey, baby, I was just joking. Yeah? How funny is this, huh? <laughs> Take some of this. <laughs> Skinny ass whore! All right, we just watched Funny Valentine, season 14, episode 16 of Law & Order SVU. That was intense. It was very intense. I, I really didn't expect it. We're going to be giving spoilers this whole time, but um, I didn't expect it to go where it went at the end. I'm impressed, actually, by uh, by, <laughs> yeah. by SVU. Their, uh, their twist on the story? Yeah, their twist yeah. on the story. Because the, So I guess let's give the, um, the uh, plot summary of the episode. For anybody okay. who hasn't watched um, Funny Valentine season 14, episode 16 of Law and Order SVU, um, it starts with um, 
It starts in the record. No, we first we see the the video, yes. which is called the video in the show. Um, be, or no, it's I think in the video, if you look at the top of the screen, it says "Beautiful Singing" is the name oh, of right. the, the YouTube right, video, right. but it's not YouTube because they can't. It's, the website is actually called Video. If, uh, <laughs> yeah, on the top left, it just says so, Video. Yeah. Um, but it's a video of. Misha Green, who is the um, main character in this episode, and as a girl singing that song that you had... That I knew all the lyrics to. Right. I want to say it's I Will Stand Tall slash Beautiful Singing. Right, slash Beautiful Singing. And she's a young girl, and then we cut from that to the recording studio? Yes, where she's singing the same song, but it's a hip-hop version that then Kayla Bryant starts rapping on, and we see how much in love they are. Yeah, so there. that's the Chris Brown, um, uh, Rihanna couple and then basically what happens is that um he's smooching on another girl like a backup singer a backup singer and what's the insult that she throws um uh, so and then um and then misha green comes in and she's like why are you all up with this i want to say it's meat cookie i think it was either meat cookie or beef cookie beef cookie it's beef cookie yeah yeah beef cookie which is her insult of um the backup singer and then he proceeds to beat the shit out of her in front of the rest of the people well, in the yes. recording Well, because also when she says this beef cookie, everyone starts laughing, including um, Mr. Ferrari, played by Dave Navarro, the sound engineer. Dave Navarro plays a rap, a, a hip hop sound engineer. He has, he's full goatee, full eye makeup, sort of the emo hair swoosh yes, over his face. I mean, to me, it's like, I I assume he has to just be like a big fan of the show, right? Like, he's not an actor. Has he acted in other stuff? I think he fancies himself an actor. Oh, wow. I might have to check his IMDb to see see his past credits. But he, um, he's, uh, Caleb Bryant beats the shit out of her in front of all of these people. Yes. And... Uh, but nobody's willing to talk about it to the SVU crew. Well, yeah, because of, you know, you know about snitching in the hip hop community. It's strongly discouraged. Snitches get stitches. I believe that's as they exactly say. what they get. Uh, quickly, this is um, Dave Navarro's IMDb. He was in something called Soul Kiss in 1989. He was in something called Sexual Intent in 93 as Kidnapper Number 3. <laughs> Nothing makes more sense than that. He was drug kid in something called Floundering. His he was Spitz <laughs> in the TV show Martial Law. He was in Uptown Girls as Rockstar. He was in Ink Master. If that makes sense. And Mr. Ferrari. And he in, in Law and Order Special Victims Unit. And he was Arcadio slash Primo in Sons of Anarchy four episode arc. Oh wow! So he's really he, upgraded from the last two. Yeah. Um. And of course, um, Marilyn Manson is also has been regular on Son, Sons of Anarchy as well. Um, so he's—I no disrespect to Dave Navarro. He—he he was great as Mr. Ferrari. Yes. Um, so as this is basically, the, I mean, Law and Order SVU is a procedural. So this takes on the format of like every other episode where the crime happens, and then it goes to the police, and then it goes to the legal system. They get system. the DA involved, right? And, yeah. Um, so. Uh, Caleb Bryant beats the shit out of her. Nobody wants to say anything. And and Misha, and what's um 
what's the main SVU woman's? Uh, uh, um, it's Detective Benson, played by Maritza Hart. Yeah. Mar- 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 I, am I, Mariska Hargitay. Mariska Hargitay. Yeah. Which I only think of um, the Love Guru when I hear. Have you seen that? <laughs> I can't say. Is that a Sandler production? No, that's it. Oh yeah, no, that's Mike a, Myers. Mike Ma- okay. And his like greeting uh, is. Uh, like Mariska Hargitay, which is a funny joke, I guess. Yes. But, um, but now I can only think of her. Uh, I can only think of that movie. So she's basically, her her job throughout the episode is being like, Misha, please, you need to go to court and you need to, you need to um, he'll testify. Do this, yeah, he'll do this again if you don't come forward and talk about what he did and hold him accountable for his actions. Um, so this one, as you said, like sort of totally diverges from the the Chris Brown story, though it, I was surprised that it actually referenced Chris yes. Brown and uh, Rihanna. Munch, um, I believe it was uh, Ice-T as played oh, right. by Detective Tutu. Yeah, well, he, his character is Detective Tutuola had said these two should go on a date with Chris Brown and Rihanna. Maybe, maybe double date, I think is what he said. And then also there was a reference, um, Caleb Bryant is his name, and then somebody made reference to Kobe Bryant too, right? What yes, was- because in an attempt to get her back or to get her not testify, he went on Wendy Williams, because that's what happens in this world, and did a, made a video to Misha showing that he had bought her like a giant diamond ring, which he said was a friendship ring, if she like came back to him. And so that was the whole, when Kobe cheated on his wife, he got her a huge ring. And that's, uh, I guess he said, a move out of Kobe's playbook or something like that. Hey man, if it works, it works. Yeah. You know? I mean, but I, I did like that it was a friendship ring. But I, I mean, I think the best thing about this episode was like the use of... Um, like media, like they had Perez Hilton playing himself. They had Wendy Williams playing herself. Yeah. And they're always referencing Twitter in this episode. Uh, one of the detectives' main job is to see what Misha Green and uh, and Caleb Bryan are tweeting. <laughs> yeah. She has notifications set up and videos just start playing on her phone. Like when she's not looking at it of... Yeah, I, I don't fully understand what par- how, what percentage of their job is maintaining a social media like monitoring and also a presence i'm assuming now is that a running thing in law and order svu or i mean i know you're sort of the expert um of like using like current i mean they have to be continually like referencing current technology to seem relevant yes i mean they started in recent episodes referencing instagram but i don't remember what the instagram is called i, I had mentioned earlier to you when we were watching this that um Facebook is face union. And so there's before we kind of, I think Twitter's the only one they might be legally allowed to say. Right. So that's why they say it a lot. <laughs> um, and I don't know if Snapchat has made its way there yet, but I think I want to say before. Yeah. I think they were even in on the MySpace era and I think it was my face and then face union. Face and, union just sounds like, like that's a bad company name. It absolutely, like that's yeah. not, that doesn't make any sense, but who am I to say Dick to Dick Wolf that he's doing something wrong? I'm sorry, Dick. He's if, drunk with power. If you're listening. So in this episode, whereas um, in reality, um, Rihanna is still with us. Yes. In this episode, Misha continually rejects um, Mariska Hargitay's plea to testify. And she keeps letting... Uh, not to, I'm not victim blaming, but she keeps, um, <laughs> she keeps on saying it's okay that Caleb, like covering for Caleb, accepting his gifts, being okay with it. And at the end, 
he murders her. Uh, yeah, I think um, maybe they wanted to paint a picture of like what could have gone wrong had Rihanna not gotten out of the situation. Or I don't know if that was a point. There was still rumors afterwards that Rihanna was still talking to him and they were still involved. So maybe it was like a cautionary tale. Right. Type yes. stuff. Maybe the same way you're, you know, in case Dick Wolf is listening to this, it was like a in case. Right. It's sort know, of a Rihanna public service. Was watching yeah. the episode they did about her on Law and Order. Which I hope she, I hope everybody has, will, has and will watch this episode. Um, I, is that like uh, something that this show does too? That it wasn't like moralizing, but like that they sort of are like, this is what, this is where things can go. If, if there's people... a little bit of that, there's a little of it's usually the detective standing around like in the squad room and being like, some like it's some version of this could have been avoided, but it's usually via an iced tea pun. Right. Great at puns, iced tea. Like Belzer was kind of lifting some of the weight, and then tea came in and really just carried it. Um, there are some good lines in this episode, I think. Um, I think Caleb probably had one of the best ones where he just calls his lawyer, who's played amazingly by Jeffrey Tambor, he calls him my Jew. Yeah. Um, like as in where's my Jew? Like where's my yeah. lawyer? Well, yeah. Instead of like call my lawyer or, you know, I'm not saying answer my questions, call my attorney. It's just call my Jew. And then they they did reference it by having Danny Pino, who plays the other uh, detective since uh, Detective Stabler has now left and it's him and uh, Detective Benson. Um, <laughs> so, and yeah, he has, he referenced it. He goes, yeah, he's in there asking for his Jew. Like, right, just... right, yeah. I mean, hey, some lawyers are Jews, but not all lawyers, guys. If you're a rapper, keep in mind, not all Jews are lawyers, not all lawyers are Jews. <laughs> What was the other, the backup dancer had a line when she was talking about how, you know, if you roll with Caleb, you got to keep it tight. Oh, she said she knows when to keep her mouth open and when to keep her mouth shut. Right. Yes. Referencing, I'm assuming, uh, blowjobs. Oh, right. Right. Oh, well, also when he like assaulted um, Misha Green, like he first like put her head down near his crotch, which was very disrespectful. (laughs) <laughs> right before he beat the shit out of her. Yeah. I mean... Establishing his, his dominance, I, I feel... I don't know. It was a weird... It, there's... I've seen this episode multiple times, and at no point do I feel comfortable during any of those <laughs> scenes. Now, what have you learned... Now, since the first time, what have you... Like, what has, on further viewing, what, what, what have you learned since... Um, you're now sort of like a scholar on the episode. Yeah, uh, I did. I hadn't noticed the thing that you pointed out where there's people holding signs behind Caleb that say no more. Right. Because I didn't know. I was like, oh, it seemed like in support of him. So I was confused by that. Um, they were saying but, like no more violence. It was there's... no more violence, but he like the people were doing it behind him and it almost seemed like no more. I didn't know if it was a thing where they assumed um, black gentlemen were being you know, like the police were going after him for no reason. It was, it was a confusing thing that is now cleared up because once you pointed out, I noticed in different scenes, I was like, Oh, that's what the no more signs are. Right. Because while Jeffrey Tambor's thing is like, he says, if this, um, his argument was, uh, as a defense for, um, Caleb was like, if this was a white opera singer, this wouldn't even be a story. Like, yeah. get out of here. You're just playing it up because he's, you know, he's a, a hip hop artist. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I learned, yeah, probably that. And then I will say, like, there's no way this is going to sound okay. But (laughs) I will say, the more I've seen it, the funnier the end gets. Because they set up in the beginning where it's like, oh, he's 
talking to another girl and she calls him on it and then he beats the shit out of her but then at the end they're just like making out on a boat and she like his phone rings and she just goes who's that baby and then he gets the like oh here we go again look which i was saying it's like you expect yakety sacks to play and them to kind of run around in circles (laughs) in the bed because at this point it's just it's almost like, okay, well, we don't have time to do this artfully, so we're just going to get out of this episode and cut to a funeral scene. Yeah, that's exactly how it ends, is just him being... Yeah, like, he basically has no... Like, okay, he's cheating on his girlfriend. Like, that's a given. But he can't even deal with her asking, like, who's that on the <laughs> yeah. phone? Like, he can't even try to lie. His, like, first go-to is just like, ah, I'll just murder her. <laughs> yeah. He, there, he goes from zero to murder very, very quickly. Yes. Oh, because he does end up... Yeah, he murders... Um, oh, and he, he murders was, the other guy. Yeah, he murders, like, the Jay-Z of the equation, who is kind of... Slash, like, it may be a Bieber situation, as you were saying. Right, well, so there's a character named Brass. Brass, yes. And he discovered um, Misha Green when she was a child through her uh, Misha's grandmother sending the um, beautiful voice song... <laughs> <laughs> to him and she's sort he's sort of like her mentor and then Mariska Hargitay is like we need you to sort of or, or the law enforcement is like we need you to sort of like look at continue looking after her let us know what's going on and they're at the club um, the club is called blackout by the way racist mm-hmm. um uh they're at the club partying beyond because of the release of the new Misha um Caleb joint and uh, even though Caleb has, re- uh, what's it called? A restriction? A, um, a restraining order. A restraining order. He comes there and and Brass calls the police. And that's where shit goes down. I think it's pretty much anything involving phones causes murder. Right, exactly. Because so, the first one was just like, a, hey, what are you doing with that beef cookie? And he just kind of like beats her within an inch of her life. Right. But the minute he sees someone on the phone, which is a very like dog vacuum response. Uh-huh, yeah. Um, he just decides like, oh, this person can't be alive anymore. Yeah, he, uh, Brass calls Detective Munch and, uh, and it's like, Caleb's here, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, are you on the phone with the police? And then, we cut back to Ice T being like, "Yo, is that is that uh, Caleb on the phone right now?" And we gotta go. And then when they show up, there's been a shooting. Oh, and how is it? Because I like how you pointed out that it went from um, brass isn't breathing. Oh yeah, Ice T is like bends down. They check uh, Misha and like she's breathing and he goes, "He's uh, brass isn't. He's got a, sh- a bullet wound to the chest. He's dead." <laughs> It's like, yeah, we know. He's not breathing. He has a bullet wound to the chest. I like Ice-T. I think he's very good in this show. He's great. He really adds, like, I don't know. They had a tough time with the comedy of it, which sounds weird for a show about mostly rape. Right. Um, But he, because there was an episode where, it was like a horrific thing a while back during like the Chris Maloney days where um, someone had like raped a 15-year-old girl. And she, you know, I think she was from like Africa and there was like a language, you know, difference. And she just kept on saying, you know, that some word and someone comes in and goes, oh, that means devil. And then so the next thing you cut to, it's like B.D. Wong and Chris Maloney in front of a big wall of pictures. And it just they go, the devil goes by many names. Lucifer, Beelzebub, 
and uh, Maloney kind of like looks to camera a little bit and goes, Ryan Seacrest. Like that was the season they got a punch up guy and like, hey, can we kind of lighten the rape of a 15 year old immigrant? Like it was. um, (laughs) I like that they like (laughs) Ryan Seacrest is like that bad. Like, like, I guess he is a punchline, but (laughs) that's something. Did he snub someone at a party? Like, I don't like that. That fucker's you know what? We should lump him in with rape. Yeah. So there was like that season, I think they got a punch up guy and they're like, yeah, this isn't working. And then, um, they just realized iced tea was great at delivering puns. Did, uh, were there puns in this one? I don't or? think so. I think this wasn't, it was more of just like a light snark. Cause he had the thing about like, Oh boy, these two should go on a double date with, you know, it oh, was yeah. more of a showing that he's, you know, aware of what's going on in the world. Now, you're sort of a super fan of this show. Is that fair to say? I'd say that. Um, have you seen, like you're referencing the Maloney era, are there distinct eras of the show? And have they, has the quality remained the same? What, how, would you, how would you judge them? Does it matter? I mean, is it all about the cases? Uh, no, I think it's all about the dynamic of the two detectives. Like the Benson Stabler stuff is the best. Danny Pino came in and he tried. Pino's in this episode. Yes, he's in this episode. And he did, I want to say maybe two seasons. He's not on the most recent season. The thing I don't like is they have a new detective called like, uh, his name is Detective Carisi on the new season. And he's kind of the guy who's like brought in to be like explain shit to you but in a very fanboy way, like they did a Gamergate episode. Okay. And he had to be like, but whoa, but you know, um, what's her name? He was like, but Raina started the company from scratch. Like he has to be a weird fanboy of all things so that he can tell you what he's the like the exposition going on. guy. Yes. And then, and, which just um, makes him like an insane human being. Yeah. They did some weird thing about like, it was loosely based on like uh, a producer who had been like, I guess fucking underaged boys or something. And so they did like a rip from the headlines of that. And, um, they had him go like with the other detectives and he's like, Whoa, you just shoved Brody from summer days. Oh, also that was one of my favorite things. They showed movie posters for these fake movies and they had one, um, called, I want to say it was like, it was a take on varsity blues called like varsity news or something. Like it was, it wasn't varsity. Uh, oh, it was Farsity Blues, like farce. Really? Yes. Wow. And it was amazing. Wait, so is that a rip from the headlines for, I think I'm getting this correctly, maybe the Brian Singer I thing? I believe so. Because there was that whole, that was a, I mean, that uh, that sort of was swept under the rug, but that was this whole like, like a Hollywood uh, sort of like sex club or like, like you know re- weird ring of yeah ring of like young men who want to be actors and using the, like flying them to places and jacuzzis and yes yeah so they ended up doing a weird sometimes they're just like oh, is there enough here to do a story is there enough here so they combine them right so they ended up doing a weird thing where they made it about a young girl who got started like in that thing and there was also like guys and stuff involved um but then they had a weird like her mom was based on dina lohan Okay. Right. Uh, so yeah, sometimes they just kind of cross them and go, "Ah, this could work." Well, they sort of did that here. There were like a, there were a lot of elements. There was the Usher Bieber thing. There was, but you were saying Jay Z was like well, Jay Z was Rihanna's mentor, which is originally what I thought it was, but maybe through the discovery. The only, I mean, but they, it's a mishmash. It it's absolutely, a, it's is. a mishmash of the perfect human Usher mixed <laughs> with with Jay Z. 
Um, I I enjoyed this episode. I mean, I've only I watched and Lauren. I forget. If, I don't think it was SVU, but um, with Charlie Todd from Improv Everywhere, and he was. A, they made him into a character in the show played by um, Robin Williams. And that was also like a mishmash of things. They like put together, you know, that Frozen Grand Central? That, yeah. That was like the... Um, was he like an audio person? Like, did I think I remember that episode where Robin Williams like tortured. He was like, he wanted to test like what it was in people that was like selfish or whatever. Yes, he yes. He hooked up Benson to some sort of, you know, he's like your partner. What are you going to do? Like, yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, I yeah. Know. Wow. You go. So, okay. You've seen, you watch Law and Order, SVU. What are the other ones? Uh, uh, there's Criminal Intent, which I'll watch sometimes. And that's and what is that? Vincent D'Onofrio. And what's Criminal Intent that. mean? Because this is like sex crimes. Yeah, What's this crim- criminal intent, most of them are like white collar crimes type stuff that ends up resulting in like, or not white collar, you know, but like a richer, it's somebody like the one that comes to mind is just like, oh, there's some dude at a mouthwash, com- mouthwash company that like doesn't want the investors to find out that there's something poisonous in it. So he donates it to a clinic and a kid ends up dying because it's toxic, but he doesn't want it for anyone to find out because of course they'll lose all this money. Gotcha. So it's that type of stuff. So that they'll they like take to... on the Volkswagen recalls and everything. Yeah, That's but like it, not even of... like that brave. It's usually something something weird like that involving like investment bankers um where like D'Onofrio kind of uses his like weird autistic logic to like catch them in a trap or it's usually something where he's like oh if that's you know if everything's fine then why don't I just drink this and someone's like no 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 wait oh right and yeah that's actually mind games that was a that's ripped from something too because wasn't there there's recently an interview with somebody I forget what company but it's something like that where it's like if your product's so good, why don't you drink it right now? And they didn't, and that was like a, a big gotcha moment. Um, but you were just saying that you criminal intent you watch sometimes, so why is that like not up to your... Well, why is that not the same level? Yeah, I don't know. It's just because... It, yeah. The crimes, I, I guess, not... doesn't sound as exciting. Mean, it, it's more, you know, like white collar seems more like corporate and not as it is more corporate and it's a lot of just watching people on the phone where they're like destroy the documents you know it's Uh not as it's not as action-packed as seeing someone get beaten and (laughs) the assumption of rape like which sounds terrible (laughs) beaten on a boat in bermuda (laughs) yes which is pretty good alliteration too i don't want to pat myself on the back too much but um so wait so before uh with the eras do you think there is like a um what was like the worst era or are we in what was like the best versus the worst? Okay. I mean, the best was hands down um, Benson and Stabler, uh, which is, which is Maritza and Chris Maloney. Maloney, of course, of course. Um, The worst. And I, I'm going to have to go with like a different, I I don't think this, it wasn't SVU, but it was a different kind of, but just a law and order as a whole was there was a short lived era of Anthony Anderson and Jeremy Sixto that was, just awful. Was that SVU? No. That was just was proper. Just, yeah, Law and Order proper. And uh, they tried to like sell Anderson as like, oh, he's a hothead and dude's got to talk him down. But he just came across like kind of shifty. and. He seems like a sweet guy. To, like he, His yeah. whole persona seems sweet. I don't know. They that... tried to make him like loose cannon and it just didn't work. And I think they, they know it didn't work. And I don't know. I mean, I'd like to think 
maybe that's the reason Dick Wolf was just like, okay, well, these other machines are up and running. I'm just going to pour myself into the city of Chicago and make three mm-hmm. shows about Chicago. Oh, yeah. What are those? Chicago PD or Sh- Chicago PD, Chicago Fire, and Chicago Med started this year. Wow. And then were, did you ever watch Law & Order? Wasn't there a Los Angeles one? Or wasn't there like a very short-lived... I don't remember Law and Order Los Angeles. I honestly just kind of fell into Law and Order because it was on all, like I, you know, we're writers, we have weird hours. So it was just on all the time. I'd get home and it's like, okay, well, Law and Order's on. Um, And just. It's pretty easy to digest too. It's it's very like, it's fun to, and it also has like this natural arc to it where you're just like, oh, of course I want to see how this ends. Yeah. And then it has even that little dun dun, which is always like, okay, shit's about to happen now. Also, that theme song is just so sweet. That, that bang and bass going on. Yes. That's the thing that I do like is with each version, like with Law and Order, with Law and Order SVU, with the different, the theme song is slightly varied. Like this one's a little more amped up than like the criminal intent or like, it's just kind of different. He has different takes on it, but it's the, still the same theme song. Right. I, I, I love that. I think it's a, it's going to go down in history as a top, a top TV theme song. Um, you were, I think while we were watching, you were mentioning some of the other episodes that are sort of ripped from the headlines. Are there recommendations that you, for people that are just getting into law and order SVU or proper law and order, are there ones that jump out as like must watch? Yes. The, um, well, I had mentioned the 50 shades of gray one, which is called 25 X. Right. And it, uh, What's uh, Anna, Anna Chumsky's in it, I believe. Is that her name? What's the last name? Chumsky? Chumsky. Yeah, from Veep and yes. My Girl. Um, she's in it and she's great in it, but it's a weird, like, super dark episode where they just keep on referencing 20. Like, it's, you know, it's Fifty Shades of Grey, but they, like, talk about, like, bondage and it's real strange. <laughs> uh, what was the other? There's some. God, the Rip from the Headlines ones are my favorite because it's just interesting seeing the interpretation. What's the other one I had mentioned to you during the thing? There was another one that was like a pop culture thing, but I don't I don't remember what it was. Twenty five X is pretty Yeah. Hmm. I don't know why I'm blanking. Probably because it's just been the same episodes like in rotation. Oh, there's a weird one that's based off of like Michael Jackson, but it's their take I don't know, it's a strange thing. Is uh where a little girl with cancer claims to have been like molested by the Michael Jackson character who looks like Michael Jackson, I think has a monkey in the episode. (laughs) And it turns out that her, um, you know, he hadn't molested her, but he had molested other kids and her grandma was poisoning her because she had some weird condition where she needed attention. What? what? Wait. So so in addition to the, sexual crimes the grandmother of one of the people was being poisoned yes that sounds awesome no the grandmother was poisoning her own granddaughter okay that makes more that makes sense it 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 doesn't it doesn't um i just rewatched. have you ever seen there was like this hour and a half special i forget the name of the um i'll use the term journalist but uh (laughs) where he like spends a lot of time like over the course of a year with michael jackson in it's the one where basically in the interview, Michael Jackson says, yeah, I've, I've slept in beds with children that, you know. And I heard about that. It, 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 I think it's sort of the interview that started that whole ball rolling for the lawsuits. Um, but it's a must watch. Uh, I highly recommend it. Because the best part is like Michael Jackson invites the guy to um, 
his hotel room in Las Vegas where he, because he was bored, he just went to Las Vegas and like took out a whole floor of a hotel and he put these like weird, like mannequins of, have you ever been to like, I guess it's the thing of like rich people having like mannequins of like servants of, you know, like butlers and stuff. That's the thing I think. But they're in his, like, they're just these weird, (laughs) so during the interview, they'll just randomly cut to shots of these weird, like, wax faces. Um, And then Michael Jackson goes to a um, a store and just points at things that he's buying, and each thing is, like, $500,000, and he leaves after spending, like, obviously, like, $10 million. That sounds amazing. Yeah, it's, I, I highly recommend it. I remembered one of the episodes I told you about was the Riff from the Headlines, uh, was starring Norman Reedus and it's, oh right yes yes and he plays from uh, Walking Dead yes from Walking Dead and he plays what I think is supposed to be Tom Cruise because except they have to you know tweak it enough to where Tom Cruise can't sue because you know he's dying to sue people like that just seems like what he sits around doing all day <laughs> so they made him a like a rock star as they say and his whole thing is like no like you shouldn't take medication is dangerous because there's like I think Brittany Snow may be the main character in it but she talks about how um you know she ends up like getting like actually hurting herself and crashing cars and stuff and they're like oh she's bipolar she needs medication she was like no he says that like that's the stuff you know that's the farm like pharmaceutical companies and that we're perfectly how we are like it's kind of like loosely hints on like all the crazy Tom Cruise believes um and yeah, that's that's a pretty good one. That sounds great. I'm I trying to like... not like spoil things too much because I'm like, oh, I told like the whole one of the other oh, crazy who, grandma one. Who cares? That's true. I no, just... if you don't, if you haven't seen these episodes yet, you you deserve to get them spoiled. Fair even enough. though I'm I'm one of those people. But yeah, no, and there's like I get made fun of at, at my various jobs for making for being obsessed. Like I legitimately love it. Sometimes it's because it's like, oh, that's ridiculous and other times it's I get excited about like in the earlier Law and Order is like a Jack McCoy monologue I just feel like Jack McCoy is my Beyonce I just feel who's Jack, who's Jack McCoy which uh... uh god what's his I'm Sam for, uh fuck what's his last name no why am I blanking on his I can picture him perfectly the actor's name is Sam he's on Grace and Frankie he's on why do I don't know. I feel know. like I'm having a stroke. That's okay. I'm, I'll, yeah, if you just I'll look up Jack IMDb. McCoy. Let's see if I can IMDb the name Jack McCoy. I am becoming like where I just think people on Law and Order are real people. Jack McCoy is actually a person. Let's see. Yes. But even like Raphael Barba, I forget that. It's not that actor's name. He's I mean, current, I'm impressed. You know more day. actors on these shows than I know on... Uh, Oh yeah, Sam Waterston. Waterston, God yes, damn it! Of course, why could I not of course, find that? Of course. But yeah, he gives a hell of a monologue to like a jury who's looking like this is my big break, like just some extras in New York who are like, okay, this is I got to sell it as juror number six. Right, right. Um, Have you ever met an, an actor from Law and Order? Or no, I don't. I th- it would probably, yeah, shit. I'm I'd probably I, freak out. It, uh, Chris Maloney, I think I would like. Bieber style cry. I I I, I met Chris Maloney, so you, you really? threw me. Yeah, he's uh, he seemed like a good guy. He, uh, for this episode of the Jack and Triumph show that I co-wrote, he he played a character in it, and I wrote the Triumph insult. Um, 
what are you talking about, Law and Order Special Balding Unit? <laughs> nice. So you know, I'm I'm doing all right. I'm doing okay. I don't think Malone, I don't assume that Chris Maloney liked that joke because he didn't hear it before it was said. So. Oh, I hear he's funny. Like, yeah, he's he very has great. Like delivery. And... Oh my god! I mean, Wet Hot American Summer. He, oh, he oh, was yeah. great. So, he was yeah. great on Jack and Triumph too. He's like he's great. Also, I think he might be one of the like highest paid actors ever in the history of the world. That that tracks, and I'm fine with it. That's fine with me, too. You deserve it, and we love you. Um, well, thanks so much, Vanessa, for stopping by. Is there any... Uh, do you want to let people know how they can find you, or um, or you can just tell people to fuck off? It doesn't matter. Um, well, some of you can fuck off. You know who you are. You can find me on Twitter way too much. Uh, it's at that Ramos girl. Again, not a name I'm proud of, but like <laughs> five years ago when I was doing stand-up and nobody remembered my first name, it seemed like a clever thing to just own it. Because people would just go, hey, what, what's her, that Ramos girl? I'm like, okay, we'll just make, we'll just own up to this and uh, I can, here we are as an yeah, now, adult person. Yeah, now because Twitter, it's like with screen names where like every people were like, clever about it or like now now it's just people do names mostly yeah. but, but that was five years ago also yeah. there's like 500 Vanessa Ramos is just like in the Inland Empire alone so uh-huh. it's like it would have been impossible to get my name you'd buy you'd have to buy it off somebody I would but yeah so I'm on Twitter way too much and uh yeah you can uh, see stuff I've worked on get border town January 3rd, I think, and Superstore January 4th. Both fun, joke-heavy shows. And if this is released after that, you can still watch... Oh, the, yeah, they'll those, be... They, there will they, be more they than one still episode existing. on... They're they not will, just, and they're I'm not sure they'll be on Hulu and whatever else as well. Hulu, Venmo, Vimeo... Face Union. Face Union and... Um, LMZ. Yeah, LMZ, the TMZ of Law and Order. Oh, I love it so much. <laughs> um, thanks so much for stopping by and watching Law and Order SVU episode 14, season same. same. Thank you. <laughs> thanks. I'd like to thank my guest, Vanessa Ramos, for stopping by and uh, watching some of that criminal intent or watching some of that SVU. Well, I can't even remember what the difference is between all of those. Um, we watched SVU and um, thank you for listening. Um, I hope none of you become special victims, though you're all special in my heart. Uh, if you're a fan of the show, tweet about it, talk about it, tell about it, toot about it, turn about it, turn about it, shrimp about it. Make sure other people know, and I really appreciate all the feedback. Uh, hit me up on Twitter at It's That Episode at Craig Rowan, and I'll see you guys in the funny pages. Have a great night and an early manana. Adios. Amigos.